Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Jambase podcast. I'm Scott Bernstein, and Jambase is a partner of Osiris Media, the podcast network for music. This episode features my interview with Tom Hamilton and Raina Mullen of Ghostlight. Tommy Raina and I recently discussed the new Ghostlight album, The Healing, which comes out through Royal Potato Family on October 7th. And we also hit a number of other topics. We'll get to that interview soon. But first, a word from this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Psychedelic Art Exchange. Psychedelic Art Exchange is the premier source to buy, sell, and learn about vintage concert posters. Explore decades worth of exciting collectible concert art from the 1960s to the modern day, featuring the Grateful Dead, Fish, and many more of your favorite bands and artists. Be on the lookout for Jambase's four-part series detailing the history of concert posters, and head over to concertpostergallery.com to explore their expanding online store or to bid on vintage rarities in one of their twice-monthly auctions. Happy collecting! This episode is sponsored by SoFar Sounds. SoFar Sounds is a global community of music lovers creating space where music matters. SoFar invites guests to discover new artists, places, and people, whether at home or abroad, in over 400 cities around the world. Now integrated with Jambase's concert listings, SoFar shows transform everyday spaces, from living rooms and rooftops to boutiques and museums into captivating venues for secret live shows, creating inclusive experiences that bring people closer together. Each SoFar features different musical styles, and you won't know who's performing until they take the stage. Once they do, you just might fall in love. Previous SoFar performances have featured Ben Gibbard, Lucius, Leon Bridges, Beirut, Billie Eilish, Moses Sumney, Soccer Mommy, and many other talented musicians from around the globe, including previous Jambase podcast guests, Sylvanesso, Krungman, Anderson East, and Tank and the Bangas. SoFar keeps the location secret until the day before the show. The SoFar community creates an inclusive space where music matters so that you can get lost in the performance. Locations of SoFar experiences have taken place in such unexpected spots as under an airplane in the Aeronautical Museum in Spain, at a climbing gym in Houston, between the barrels in a distillery in Boulder, Colorado, as well as in New York City at a volleyball court, in the engine room at the Kellam Island Museum in Sheffield, England, and in libraries, apartments, amusement parks, and countless other cool spots around the world. To learn more about SoFar Sounds, visit SoFarSounds.com or search Jambase to find a SoFar Sounds event happening near you. The big news in our world since our last episode was the announcement The End of the Road is Coming for Dead & Company. The band featuring Grateful Dead members Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and Bill Kreutzmann, along with John Mayer, Jeff Comenti, and Otile Burbridge, will part ways following a final tour next summer. Details of the summer 2023 run have yet to be revealed. A message shared by the band read, As we put the finishing touches on booking venues and understanding that word travels fast, we wanted to be the first to let you know that Dead & Company will be hitting the road next summer for what will be our final tour. Stay tuned for a full list of dates for what will surely be an exciting, celebratory, and heartfelt last run of shows. With love and appreciation, Dead & Company. The news isn't entirely shocking, as the band dealt with numerous challenges this past summer that included Kreutzmann needed to sit out some, some shows to deal with health issues. Plus, there were rumors and even a Rolling Stone report that summer 2022 would be the group's last tour. Bobby, Billy, and Mickey each weighed in on the announcement in social posts. Well, it looks like that's it for this outfit, but don't worry, we will all be out there in one form or another. Until we drop, Bobby wrote. 
Head to jambase.com to find out what the drummers had to say. Another big story came from the Fish camp as the band announced their New Year's Eve plans. Fish will return to Madison Square Garden in New York City for a four-night New Year's run spanning December 28th through 31st. The Garden has hosted each Fish New Year's run since 2015. Of course, the 2020 run didn't happen due to COVID, and the 2021 run was postponed until this past April thanks to the Omicron variant. Registration for a pre-sale ticket lottery is currently underway through Fish Ticketing. Entries must be received by Monday, October 3rd at 12 p.m. Eastern. Tickets then go on sale to the general public next Friday, October 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of tickets, here's a reminder to grab your As Summer Into Autumn Slips tickets. The two-day event Jambase is presenting will take place at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts on October 7th and 8th. Be sure to join me and the rest of our team to witness live performances from Jacob Fred Jazz Odyssey, the Marco Benevento Trio, Club Delph, William Tyler, and Wolf featuring Scott Metzger. The Marco Benevento Trio featuring Andrew Barr and Reed Mathis will be taking the stage together for the first time since 2011, while the JFJO Trio, consisting of Reed Mathis, Brian Haas, and Jason Smart, last played the East Coast all the way back in 2007. The slip bassist, Mark Friedman, will sit in with Jacob Fred Jazz Odyssey, at which point Reed will switch to guitar for a mix of slip and JFJO songs. Head to summerintoautumnslips.com for more details and to buy tickets. Alrighty, now let's get to my chat with Tom Hamilton and Raina Mullen of Ghostlight. I connected with the pair a few weeks back via video call. The Healing marks the quintet's second album and is a fantastic listen. Tom, Raina, and bandmates keyboardist Holly Bowling and drummer Scotty Zwang recorded the follow-up to 2019's Best Kept Secrets with former bassist Dan Africano. Africano left Ghostlight shortly after the 8-track LP was recorded, with Taylor Shell tapped as the band's new bassist. Hamilton and Mullen discussed what Taylor brings to Ghostlight, both musically and personally, as they shared their excitement to have Shell aboard. We then got into the songwriting process for The Healing. Raina and Tom are the band's primary songwriters and describe the many stages it takes to take a tune from a seed to a fully blossomed studio track. The pair build out the arrangements and work out the intention of each song. Once they have a full stack of tunes together, they call in their bandmates for sessions that spanned late last year through early this year held at Tommy's studio in Philadelphia. Hamilton served as producer on The Healing and talked about what the role entailed. He noted the importance of staying honest with his bandmates and the need to care more about the song than themselves. The goal for Ghostlight is to make the best piece of art, so at times he needs to act as a bullshit detector. He specified that goes for himself as well. Talk eventually turned to Ghostlight's live show, with the band about to start touring in support of The Healing. Mullen and Hamilton discuss the clever way that the quintet makes their set list these days and how that process has changed since the group first hit the road. The pair also explains why they haven't played any covers so far this year and how they hope that trend will continue. 
Tommy waxed poetic on the need for bands in the scene to move beyond the cover crutch. While Rana noted she would hope people come to see Ghostlight based on the strength of their original music. Here is my chat with Ghostlight's Tom Hamilton and Raina Mullen, which we'll lead into with a bit of the title track from The Healing. Scott Bernstein, and I'm pleased to be joined by Tom Hamilton and Raina Mullen of Ghostlight. Raina, how are you doing? I'm great. Just uh, we just made a music video, and uh, we just had a great time at a festival this past weekend. So it's been a busy week. And how was the video process for you, Tom? Uh, it was a ton of fun, dude. I, I yeah, Scott. I, I you may not know this about me. If I had to do it all over again. I would definitely probably go into film. I would, I would, I'd go <laughs> into acting that. or directing or so. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love the whole thing. So it's just like, it's super cool to be a part of it and, and to, you know, just like, it's just a, it's just a, a cool, you know, way to tell stories and, and, you know, just an extension of what we do musically, you know? So yeah, I've, I've been in, I've been in heaven. I, I love it. I've spent some time with the healing and this brings up a good question. How did you decide what song you were going to make the video for? How did you decide what this next single would be? Um, it was kind of like consensus, you know, like uh, the band and management and the label and like, you know, like there's like, you know, there's a whole team involved around a release. Um, sure. So, uh, yeah, we, we did take some time, uh, a video for take some time, like a month or two ago, whenever that was. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. And then it's, just, uh, we just decided the, the healing's going to be the next one. And we're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, that, that's going to, that single comes out in, uh, the, the title track, uh, comes out, uh, next Tuesday. Excellent. Which should be a couple of days before this interview airs. So everyone should be able to watch the video. Is the video coming out on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be with the single. Terrific. Excellent. Um, Raina, you know, I, you're all over this album. Um, and I would imagine you played a large role in the songwriting process. Can you take me back to the beginning and to, to when were the songs written for the album? Um, the chunk of the songs was written over a span of like about two or three years was like my collection of songs that I brought, brought to the table. Um, and for me, uh, songwriting is a slow process. Sometimes a song happens in like an hour, um, which is just like a, a wonderful burst of inspiration. But like the whole piece really doesn't come together until I bring it to the band and I bring it to Tom and we work on arrangements and stuff. Um, 
I loved writing more for this record um, and having more of a voice, uh, but it was still a, an extremely collaborative process when it comes to the songwriting. Um, I really uh, turned to Tom when it comes to uh, the analyzing of, is this worthy of putting on an album or is it just another decent song, which is totally fine, but you know, we want our music to be really strong and great. Um, so we have the bar set pretty high, I think. Um, so I, I'm really proud of the way everything came together. It was hard, you know, it's always, um, always a difficult thing to put together an album. Uh, but I'm really happy with how it came out. And Tom, how long did you guys spend recording this album? Uh, I mean, you know, the tracks that ended up on the record, you know, it was only a, uh, you know, I think we took a week to do uh, the basic tracks, like 10 days or so, I think actually was. Um, And then that was November and the record was finished in uh i want to say march so yeah the the middle of march yeah so it it you know just as far as like overdubbing and you know uh mixing and all that shit you know so it 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 takes a minute you know like we we definitely don't like we don't crank it out you know but we also don't really use like we don't use an outside producer you know so it, it 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 takes a little longer when we do it ourselves you know but I think the plus side of that is things. I, I feel like the it, there's more of an identity, you know, uh, that is that is ours than say, you know, hiring a producer to do it, and then the identity of it is the producers, you know, uh, that that that's not necessarily like yeah what, what we're doing. So yeah, it it took a minute, um, but I, I I think where we ended up was pretty great. Absolutely. I, I agree. And w- who plays bass on the album? Uh, Dan Africano, uh, our old bass player. Okay. Uh, played bass on the record. And uh, yeah, then he left like a few weeks after he finished uh, tracking. And now you've started playing some of the songs. Uh, how, how has it been going? Uh, Raina, how's it been going with, with Taylor um, Shell aboard on bass? I think. I think Tom, like, I can speak for Tom and I when I say this. Taylor is like the best person we could have brought into this band. He is joyful. He's passionate. He has a great ear for improvising. And that is so much of what we do when we play live. And um, he, he is an absolute joy to be around. He's um, got this energy that uh, bring sort of a lightness to sometimes a lot of the seriousness that can happen in, in our dynamic and, um, the way that he plays these songs, he brings just a ton of life to them. He's just generally down, you know, like, like Taylor's just down to clown regardless of what it is, you know, like whether it's playing or, or just hanging or, doing kind of anything. He's just kind of like, he's, he's a yes dude, you know, there, you know, there, there's, 
you know, yes, people know people, and and, and Taylor is <laughs> very much a, a yes, yes guy, <laughs> you know, uh, which was nice, and you know, uh, which really helped, you know, uh, I think a make it so his integration into the band went quickly and smoothly, but you know we. You know, our first two bass players who are, were are great musicians, you know, nothing against either of those guys. Like they're, they're, they were, they're fucking awesome, uh, great people, whatever. Um, but they, you know, they, neither of them came from a world where you have the freedom to do anything and you actually exercise that freedom, you know, like, uh, that, you know, you, you tell somebody that you could do anything you want. A lot of people will just like freeze because it's, it's an intimidating proposition you know um and like you know with steve uh our first bass player and dan uh, the most recent uh both of those guys we had to like you know kind of like not coax them into it but like you know really kind of prod them a little bit of be like no dude you know do something you can do you can do anything you know like you can do anything you know and 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 that's like a process to tr- to change someone's mindset you know taylor <laughs> taylor's just fucking down you know taylor's just down and uh which you know w- with a, a group like us on stage we're kind of you know it, it's a very loose affair um you know it, it yeah it really helped uh yeah it helps a lot he, he he's he, he was it was a blessing in disguise. You know, he's a better fit than, you know, any, any of the other guys we've had. And, and we're, we're very fortunate for that. You know? Excellent. I look forward to seeing this lineup. And so you've started playing the songs, some of the songs live. I know the healing and uh, good night are both, you know, made set lists. Um, you start a tour in October. Are you going to add more songs from the album to the repertoire at that time? Yeah, the whole we'll be doing it'll all be fair game, you know. Uh, at, at that point, and and just yeah, just rounding the bases on all of it. It's uh, you know, it's 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 going it's exciting, man. It's gonna be exciting to 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 bring these tunes out and to really, you know, stretch them out, see what they do. And how much time will you have to get together to work out these arrangements before you embark on like a month long tour? Um, I think we're going to do like a couple of days rehearsal before the tour starts. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it works itself out on the road. Yeah, man. You know, it's like, it's definitely one of those, we're all, you know, none of us are 18, you know, it's like, we're all, you know, uh, relatively seasoned vets at this point, you know, I mean, Raina's the youngest, but you know, she was on the road with American babies since 2016. So you know, it's not, it's not like this is new to anybody, you know, it's like, Hey, we know what the job is. Let's show up to rehearsal, know the, know the material. And, uh, and, and, and we don't have to work on learning the material. We, have to, we just work on playing together and just, and knocking the rust off and, and doing the thing, you know, it's just, you know, just personal work. Everybody shows up prepared and, 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 and we go. Yeah. yeah playing as a, as a unit, as, as one and having that group mentality of like, where we want the song to sit is is sort of what we work on when we uh, practice. Yeah, it's less about like section overall, overall feel, you know. Sure. Now, when you got together in in November and, and started recording, were all of the songs? 
the basics at least written at that point, or were there some that developed in the, in the studio that that when you started the process were were, were not even germs of an idea? No, you know, I mean, the way the the creative process for the band is definitely like Rain and I are are you know we spearhead the you know the songwriting side of of this thing, and you know, and it was the same with the first record. You know, we we, we hunker down and get the the collection of songs together and and it goes from you know i mean most of the songs on the record actually all the songs pretty much there's you know you can there are demos of every stage of the song you know from it being just you know something like don't say goodnight just yet you know there's there's a recording there's the recording reina sent me from like her you know, voice, voice memos, of, yeah. You know, of like just her and a guitar, and then there's the first time, you know, we we both sat down and you know we we do a lot of, you know, with Raina's tunes, uh, particularly it it she'll bring it in and it's kind of like she's she's got a guitar and a and a and a mic. Um, I usually sit behind the drums and also have a mic, and we just, you know, it's let's work out the feel of this thing, you know, and 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 figure out the groove and. And, you know, get that identity of it, you know, and and there's the demos of, of that where it's just, you know, the drums and guitar. And then there's the next one where we start, you know, I'll put a bass over it. And then, you know, when we start building out and, and arranging it, you know, and composing the whole song, um, you know, just so we so the intention that Raina had as the originator of, of an idea or I had of, of any of my tunes, you know, like we, between the two of us, we work out the intention of, of it all. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not a professional drummer, you know, or, or bass player, any of those things. So it's like, we just make these sloppy demos that have all the, the ideas there and, and the intention. And then, you know, when the stack is big enough, you know, we call in the band or like, all right, guys, this is what we got. Let's, you know, let's, let you know, we send it out. Everybody kind of learns the arrangements, learns what's in, in those demos. And then it's, you know, all right, now we have like proficient musicians to, to bring this thing to life and, and working out, you know, like what Raina was saying, like, work, you know, then we're able to work out the feel of the song, you know, everybody shows up doing their homework and knowing what, what the demo was. And then we get to work out you know, the, the, you know, how the song moves and, 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 you know, like the intangibles, you know, that's yeah. the, that's the shit where you really got to kind of get into it, you know, with a small screwdriver, really. <laughs> Say goodnight just yet The sun's about
And speaking of, of that, and it's an interesting dynamic in that it's my understanding this was recorded, Tom, at, at your, your studio, The Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. And so you... You're not up against the clock, I would imagine, paying for every single second that passes by. Um, But I would imagine you also have you do have some time constraints in that you've got Holly, who is in San Francisco. And is it fair to say her time that there was only a certain amount of time that she was able to bring to the recording process? Yes, that is that is that is a fair statement uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, those are the things where you know, you, it's what happens when you have a band that's spread out, spread out across the country. You know, it's like you gotta you gotta figure it out and and, and make lemonade. You know, it's like it, it definitely would have. You know, it's like it, it would be preferred. You know, to to have more time and to have uh, you know the flexibility to do what needs to be done for the best of the project, but you have to, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta bend, you gotta bend where your bandmates need you to bend and, and, uh, and, and it goes from there. So, you know, um, yeah, that's just. But is there some good, good side to that maybe in that if you had all of the time in the world, you might never be, feel like it was finished. (laughs) Uh, you know, as the de facto producer for, for, for an, uh, like, I don't, that it's not a world I live in, you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, like I know things got to get done, you know, like I, yeah. you know, like I, I have the discipline there of like, Hey man, you, we got, it's not about perfection, you know, that like that. I don't, I don't have that kind of ego where I think that's even possible uh, in, in, for a, a dude like me, you know? Uh, and, and, uh, so yeah, it's, and it's also like the, let's get this thing done and get it out so we can start thinking about the next thing, you know, like there's always things to be doing, you know, such, you know, like making videos or, or, you know, the art for the record or, uh, you know, or just writing more tunes or, you know, any of it, like, yeah, I, I can't get too bogged down in, in like one thing like that. It's just not, it's not my nature, you know, uh, to, to do that. And, and, and having, you know, done so much uh, like production work and having my own studio, it's like, yeah, I, I'm aware of, I know how that road goes. And I know where the potholes are, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to weave through this thing. And, and, you know, and, and I mean, and a lot of it is trust that I've earned from my bandmates that, you know, my, I, I have a pretty okay catalog of good tunes and cool records, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any, uh, I'm not gonna take us down a path that's gonna suck, you know? Like, it's like, you know, like everything is, has a a style to it and, and purpose and intention, you know? And, and Rain and I, you know, again, you know, it's like, it starts with, with our working shit out and then, and then it blossoms into everything else. You were both very open about when this band started and that initial set of songs that there was a lot of acid involved in those songwriting <laughs> sessions. Um, was there a lot of acid involved in the writing of the songs for the healing? Thankfully, no. Okay. <laughs> I think our chapter on that had 
closed when we used it to our advantage and then it wasn't helpful anymore. Um, which is sort of how those kind of drugs work. Like they are helpful for a period of time when you need them and then, then you're good. Um, yeah, this, I mean, the writing for the, this was just a different process. Like I had a bunch of like a, a handful of songs over a period of time and bring them to, to Tom. And then the other songs that we really wrote together, we like sat down in the studio and spent days just hammering out uh, lyrics, just, you know, having a cup of coffee here or there, but we did like, I mean, we, we enjoy uh, some mushrooms once in a while. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we basically moved from acid to mushrooms. Uh, and it's just a more mellow ride, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I mean, but the, the, the songs that I brought into the record, uh, uh, three of them uh, are two, well, the first two songs, The Healing and, and Faces of the Moon, those two songs, the music of those two songs are from 2015 and uh they were they were you know when I, when I made when I was when I made the last album that I put out on American Babies uh when I was writing that record there came a point where I had eight songs and they didn't fit together it was four tunes made sense and four other tunes made sense and it was clearly two separate albums, you know, and I, and I just had to pick one and make that record, you know, and that's what became uh, an epic battle of light and dark. Uh, but the other songs just sat in a folder, you know, since 2015. And, and I would, you know, want stumble upon them every 18 months and be like, ah, yeah, whatever. Um, but when it came to making this record, you know, uh, the, like the, one of the first things that we had finished for, for this was, uh, faces in the moon. Um, you know, I found this demo and it was complete. It was a complete recording of the song musically, you know, everything was there. There was just no vocal to it. And I gave it to rain and I was like, Hey man, do what you will, you know? And she sent it back with, with those vocals over it. I was like, Oh shit, that's great. You know? Um, and then the same thing, you know, with the, the healing was from that same, batch of songs in 2015 um and uh opening credits was actually a song i wrote in like uh like 2004 maybe like i saw the duo play at the pontiac grill in philadelphia and they played something in like you know all of their shits an odd odd meter you know it's an odd time and uh and they played something I think was it was in nine. And I was like, I, I didn't under. I was like, wow, these fucking guys are insane, you know. And I went home and I wrote uh, opening credits, and I wrote it for them as like a gift. And uh, you know, and at the time, Brothers Past was my band, but you know, they weren't they weren't good at playing in odd meters, so they we didn't really get to play it with them. And then uh, I toured with the duo, and I gave them that song, and and we tried to play it, but it really needs to have five people playing it, you know. Um, and then it just sat in a, in a folder. And then, you know, when this record came up, I was like, dude, opening credits, this band would kill this, you know? And, uh, and, you know, yeah. And, 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 and that was there too, you know? So it's like, it's, you know, that, that's, that song's, um, I don't know, 15 years old or something like that. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's just crazy how, how, pardon me, how it works, you know, how, how it can just...
so different than any of the other songs on the album and yeah. kind of fits. I love the sequencing and that it's kind of in, in the middle, you know, almost as like a get you ready for the second course, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like a piece of ginger, you know, it's like a, like a yeah. palate cleanser, you know, uh, it, it kind of gets you, gets you ready for that second side. Yeah. You flip the record over and it's like, okay, we're, you know, you're, you're entering the, uh, the end, the, the next phase of this album. And, and I feel like it ushers, ushers you through it, you know? Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, I think the cool thing about this, you know, the first record I feel was more of a, like a front to back thing. You know, it felt like a, it felt like a narrative, you know, as, as a whole, uh, this record feels much more, um, like vignettes, you know, like a, like a, like a collection of short stories. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I think, I think we did great work, you know, and, and like you were saying at the beginning, it's like, yeah, you know, Raina's voice is definitely the star of the show. You know? Absolutely. You sound fantastic throughout the whole Thanks. album. Thank you so much. And Raina, having Tom be the producer, did it lead to any uncomfortable moments where you had to have, difficult conversations because you're both so close to the material? No, I think it's really, really helpful for me to have someone, um, a songwriting partner who I can tell the truth to and be extremely vulnerable with, which is very probably hard to find. Like, I don't know how people go into like songwriting sessions with strangers and like do that thing. But, um, if anything, it's wonderful to, even when it comes to like recording the vocals themselves, like if I make a mistake, he is a great producer. He's really good at being like, try it this way, maybe more inflection here, more energy, like you're performing it, like just the pointers that he can give because he's recorded more albums than I have. It's, it's great to have someone, uh, who, who I trust as a, uh, as a backboard for all, all things music. It's um, really helped me grow as a confident songwriter and performer. And Tom, do you feel comfortable with all, all of your bandmates be, be saying what you need to say and, you know, wearing that producer hat? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, uh, and, I think, you know, most, most everybody gets it at by this point, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's not personal, you know, like none of it's personal. It's, you know, the goal, the goal is to make the best piece of art you can make. Right. And then when you, when you got it to, to where you, you can get it to, you, you send it out into the world and then you move on, you know? Um, so, you know, it, when, we're working on things and it's like, you know, Hey man, that's not it. You know, that's not the take or, or, Hey, that's, that's not a very good idea or, or, you know, whatever, you know, it, it, it's not personal. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I definitely, I've definitely had, he, you know, heated conversations with other people in the band about things like that. And, you know, somebody like pulled me aside once was like, you know, it was like, you, you know, you're, 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 you're shooting down all of my ideas, you know? And it's like, no, we're, we're shooting down the bad ideas, you know, it's like, just cause you have an idea doesn't mean it's good. You know I mean? Like when, when I'm writing songs, if I bring, you know, if I bring in five tunes and I'm not speaking on hyperbole, there's, 
at least 70 songs that I started that I threw out oh because God. I knew that it wasn't good enough. You know, like you have to be, you just have to be a bullshit detector, you know, and that's, <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to say, to create something and to even see it through and then look at it and be like, this is a fucking turd. I don't want this. This is terrible. I'm not putting this out. Nobody should put this out. You know, to be able to look at something and just say, oh man, this song, this is a great song, but it was written by somebody else 10 years ago or whatever, you know, like to, to be able to identify that it sounds just like somebody else. And then you need to say no to yourself and to, you know, anybody, you, you know, it's like, you need to, you need to give a shit. That's all there is to it. It's the, it's like, if, if you care about the end thing and only the end thing, well, then we're all going to have a good time, you know, because it's like, that's what we're shooting for. And you don't worry about it being like, oh, that's not a good idea. Uh, okay. You know, or yeah, that song's not going to really kind of, you know, it's, it's not, it's not quite there, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know, and, and, and we get to the end product and it's like, oh shit yeah, this is a great song. And we got here by ringing it out and, 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 and doing the work and, and looking at every angle of it and making sure that we're, you know, we're, we're making the right decisions and that, you know, there's nothing lazy, you know, it's, you know, it's just, yeah, you got, you just got to care about the song more than yourself. I think. as as a group we're we're there to service the art um and sometimes that can get lost uh or that um you know direction can get lost when when your ego steps in the way which is why like psychedelics are really helpful in that world because they sort of take away your ego but you know as a group of all creative people there's always going to be some kind of tension um when it comes to like what someone wants to do, but it, if we all know that we want to create something great, then it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, whatever my idea sucked. Yeah. I like <laughs> Scotty's Wang is a saint, you know, Scott's Wang, the, the drummer goes like, is an absolute saint, you know, because I, I, I'm a, I'm originally a drummer. That's like my, my, my first instrument, you know? Um, so I think of, well, I was describing the process earlier, you know, it's like, the beginning of every song, I'm I'm thinking of, of what's going on on the drums and, and all that stuff. And and you know, poor Scotty gets these these demos, and it's like, hey man, this is this is what I, I came up with. And he, you know, and and he learns it, you know, he learns what's there. And then we have the conversation, you know, it's like, okay, look, I'll, i I can play it the way that you want it, and here it is. 
now I have ideas, you know, and then we go through his, we go through the ideas and it's like, okay, you know, well, let's look at each idea and it's best ball golf, you know, it's like, okay, well, which idea is the best idea, the one that's there or your new idea. And we would go through and I mean, down to like drum fills, you know I mean? Like the, just all of it and, and having those conversations and those aren't easy conversations. It's not an easy thing to, to say that, you know, Oh, Hey, it's a good idea, but it's not the idea or whatever, or, or it's not easy to hear that from, you know, whatever, but we do it. And we, and, and, and we get through the songs and, 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 and it's, and we're both better off for it. You know, the song is better off for it. And, you know, and I think, uh, I think Scotty playing grew a lot in this record, uh, you know, in the process of it, you know, and it's just like, yeah, man, it's, it's not, you know, it's like, I, I'm not as a, as the producer, I'm not saying anything because I'm the producer. I don't give a shit about that. It's, what's the best thing for, for this song, you know, serving because it's going to represent all of us, you know? And so as we, we said, you're soon going to be getting on the road and, and really getting to dig into these songs. And I know how much those, the songs grew from the first batch album and for in first shows where you know all of a sudden you were playing 30 minute versions of songs a few weeks in um and so how does let's start here for the live part portion how do you guys put a set list together generally well we got it we got a uh, we got a new way <laughs> these days um well, I mean, I'm, you know, Rain, I, I figure I, I'm talking too much, Rain. Do you want to? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, uh, originally, for, for a long, long time, the way that we would play is that we would write down names of songs with numbers two through whatever, however many songs. And then on stage, um, Tom would usually single a, a number, which was the song. Um, so it's no set order and we go by feel it's so fun and we go by feel of where we are in the show and like having the presence enough to know where a climax in the show should be or in a tune whatever um now we have we pick a larger list of songs no numbers and we go across the stage um, each person picks a song. It just goes like it goes in order, but it's but it's not like you know. So I, let's say I pick you know to play the healing, right? Um, that doesn't mean that we're just going to play the healing and then that's that. You know, it's like it, I just pick the song and then whatever happens happens. If we if you know once we're playing, if we're going to jam the healing out and go into another tune organically, that all just happens and does whatever you know. Okay. And it just whenever and whenever there's a stoppage again, you know, whenever something ends, then the next person in line picks a song, you know, and, and goes. So, you know, so it's not there's it, it's not rigid in any way. You know, it's not like we we have to do A, B or C, you know, it, it it's just it's the thing that keeps us the most present, you know, like uh, the, the thing I, 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 you know, being around the scene so much and knowing a lot of, a lot of my colleagues and, and how those bands work, you know, um, I wanted to, I wanted things to be, 
I wanted everybody in the band to be as present as possible. And I think it's easy. It's easy to plan out set lists. You know, it's easy to, to practice transitions. I know, you know, plenty of bands that do that type of shit, um, you know, uh, or, you know, if, if you're looking at the set list and you know what's coming, sometimes, you know, like you look at a jam being from one to 10, right? And it's like, let's say we're in this really interesting place and we're like at, num- we're, we're at like six in the jam, you know? If one person looks down at the set list and it's like, oh, this is the next song. And then uh, let's just get there. You know, it, it fucks everything up. You know, it, 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 it makes it, you know, it, it doesn't just happen. Things don't yeah. just happen. You know, we're not just, we're not just improvising, you know? And um, so doing sets this way I, uh, keeps us all completely checked in during an entire set. You know, you can't, you can't take any time off. You can't like, you know, in the middle of something, just like lay back and be like, all right, you know, what, you know, or whatever. It's like, you have to just be engaged and, uh, and, and, and act in an active participant in what's going on. And, and I think that's what, you know, I think that's what makes our shows interesting at the very least, you know, uh, people might like it or not like it, but I, I think at the very least it's interesting. When did this start? Uh, well, I mean, it's always been like that. From, like from the beginning, we always did like the call sheet idea. You know, like it's like these are the songs that we'll do tonight. But well, these are the songs that we're, we agree we we we're cool to play tonight. But whatever order happens, happens. You know, um, and but then that kind of started to get a little formulaic as well. You know, so so you know this past year we did, we implemented this change of like, okay, you know, but a, a, you know, I don't want it to all just be coming from my, my brain because that makes it so I can't be present all the time. If I'm like trying to herd kittens to go in a place that we're not naturally go, you know, or whatever. So, you know, this, this, this makes it so I have less responsibility on stage of, of trying to steer and, and able to be more in line with everybody. You know, so it's like, hey, you know, I'll pick a tune and I'll get us started. And but where it goes from there, uh, I I don't have a say in until it comes back around to being my turn. Sure. That's fascinating. I I love it. And will be interesting to watch knowing that that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's it's like it's kind of like how Zappa used to do things, but like the exact opposite reason, you know, like he was like. You know, he was just like a control freak and everything was like super composed. You know, my thing was, is like I said, it's just trying to make it so it's like, okay, if I'm the one that's doing all the worry and all the steering, then everybody else can stay present and not have to worry about thinking six moves ahead. You know, it's like, just react to what's happening, you know? And one last question. Um, Covers have never been a huge part of what Ghostlight does, um, but they certainly were played from time to time early on. And it seems to me there's been less of that um, this this year, zero. Um, it, will it continue that way through this, this upcoming tour, just focusing purely on originals? You know, I, we haven't gotten into the rehearsal room yet before the tour. You know, so I, I don't, I don't know. 
I would love that to be the case. I would love to keep it focused on the original songs. You know, I mean, coming from, you know, I mean, I up until J Rad, I, I didn't really do covers. You know, that wasn't a thing. But now, you know, but now it's like it's such a, it's such a part of of my identity that I didn't necessarily, you know, that's not who I am. You know, yeah. I'm not a guy that plays covers. You know, like that's just that's a gig. You know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, so like, and you know, and then I mean, on the other side of the stage is obviously also Holly, who you know, yeah. all she's known for uh, outside of Ghostlight is is you know playing covers, uh, and you know, and I, not in like a self righteous way or anything, but just you know, man, it's it is it it has been a bigger and bigger crutch I feel in our scene, and. You know, I love this scene. I've loved it since, you know, the late 90s, you know, when I was playing Wetlands for Brothers Past. I, you know, I've always been a big proponent of trying to push it in a forward place and, and to, you know, and to focus on the songwriting and to, and to care about that side of it. Um, and, you know, and it, it, it just keeps getting more and more in in you know uh, uh, on the the crutch of the cover <clears throat> like you know there's plenty of bands that do that why don't we just let them do that you know Sex. like do, do we need to play a prince cover you know like i i don't think we need to you know we have great songs we have a, you know a great singer and an okay singer you know it's like let's let's just play our fucking songs man let's go out and and be and be original people and an original band and you know if people want to hear uncle john's band they know where to go to do that you know it's, it's not you know like and uh, that's not like a that's i'm not that's not a knock on anything but it's like you know like come you're going to come to see ghost you're going to come to see ghost and 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 you're coming to see us and our songs and our thing i don't go to i don't go to a radiohead concert hoping they're going to fucking bust out you know Stevie Wonder song. brain damage <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's it's just it's uh you know, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely lobbying hard to keep us in the, uh, in, in the lane that we're in, you know, even if it's just till the end of the year, it's like, dude, can we, can we go a calendar year without playing a cover? Uh, that'd be great. That would be great. You know? And, uh, and it's, it's really great. Like at, as a band that's worked together now for quite a few years, it's like, for me, I really believe in what we do. So if we're, we don't have to play covers and our strong our songs are really strong. And I've always believed in Tom's songwriting. Um, like why shouldn't people be coming to see that instead of being like, play stairway to heaven, like yeah. <laughs> whatever, like whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to pander, you know, like, like it's, it's just like a, you know, it's like, it, it's like, it's like, we're not a wedding band. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's not what this is, you know, we're, 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 we're here to put on, a, a, you know, an event, you know, and, and to make people leave be, being like, what the fuck did I just see? You know, like, <laughs> you know, what, what was that? The arc of that concert was fucking insane, you know, and, 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 and leave them taking some time to, to figure it out, you know, make it, make it art make it something they have to digest you know 
not just like walking out of there and being like, dude, they fucking played burr, 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 whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. You know, just, I just, mean, you know, jam, jam base, we're just dipping our toes back into putting on shows. And um, there's this fantastic venue in uh, Pembroke, Massachusetts called Soundcheck Studios that we've worked with. And um, so the first event that we had was last weekend and it was uh, the band Neighbor and Jennifer Hartswick's band and a couple of other bands. And it was important to us that, and, and we're having another one that was supposed to be the slip, but uh, un- unfortunately yeah. um, they're not gonna be able to make it, but um, we're gonna have uh, Marco's, trio and wolf and um jacob fred jazz odyssey and it was just important to us that it be about original music we weren't looking to have tributes be part of this we as well feel it's so important to move forward um with with, with original music Uh, thank you scott I, you know, uh, it's, it, you know, and again, it's like, that's not a knock on anybody else, like on what anybody else is playing, but just as a scene, you know, I, I just hope that, that, you know, the, the fan base can, you know, comes back to like wanting to be challenged, you know, yeah. and wanting to be like, you know, to not have to have everything just be like the spoon fed and just easily digestible. It's like, Hey man, you know, get uncomfortable. You know, get uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, don't understand what's happening for a minute, you know, and have to listen be like, whoa, what, what, is, you know, what is this? I don't know. I don't know this song. I'm going to listen to it and learn it right now. You know, get and, uh, out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think people go to concerts to be in the present moment with a crowd of people. Why would you want to have some, why would you want to not be there? Like in your brain, you know? Absolutely. Oh, so, anyway, so I, yeah, man, I, I appreciate uh, what you guys are doing over there, Scotty, yeah. for sure. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys um, at Brooklyn Bowl in a few weeks. Um, it was fantastic uh, talking to you guys. I love, love the album and uh, lo- love the band. We, we talked, uh, Tom, Holly, and I before you guys even took the stage together. And uh, it's been a fantastic uh, journey to watch over the past few years. And I'm excited to see what the next few months hold. Well, Scott, thank you so much for all of the support, man. It really means a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah, come say hey when uh, when we get up to to the Brooklyn Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. And we're excited to see what what happens too. So (laughs) we'll see you out there on the road.
that's it for this episode of the Jam Bass Podcast. Ghost Lights The Healing comes out on October 7th. The band hits the road in the Midwest and Northeast in October before heading to the West Coast in December. Thanks to Tom Hamilton and Raina Mullen for taking the time to chat. Also, thanks to Psychedelic Art Exchange and So Far Sounds for sponsoring this episode. And much love to our producer, Jake Alexander. Don't forget to grab your ass summer into autumn slips tickets. And as always, go see live music.